Hi, YouTubers and wet shavers everywhere. It's Mark with GeorgeToon.com. I'm back with another Monday morning mailbag. Get yourself a cup of coffee, kick back, relax. Let's talk a little wet shaving and a few other things. What do you got this morning? Hang on. Wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. We've used this before. We featured it before on the Monday morning mailbag. Here it is right now. Lavaza. <laughs> this is a terrific, terrific coffee. It is a ground coffee, and it seems to be a little more finely ground than some of the other coffees. And the reason why we're using this is not so much the coffee, although it's a great cup of coffee. It's what we used to make the cup of coffee this morning. Here it is right here at AeroPress. This came courtesy of viewer Rodney Ripplinger. Rodney, thank you very, very much. Folks, if you have never tried an AeroPress, you've got to try this. If you are a coffee lover or you know a coffee lover, this thing is amazing. I went ahead and pressed, brewed uh, a cup of coffee using it this morning. And uh, let me show you what it looks like. Here it is right here. This is the, uh, the bottom tube right here. And uh, this is the top tube, the plunger, okay? One fits into the other, and what you're doing is you're just plunging it through, okay, to uh, squeeze the water through some coffee grounds that are on the bottom of this tube. Now, how do you get the coffee grounds? How do you, how do you, um, how do you put the coffee grounds in here, is what I'm saying. Well, they give you a bunch of these filter papers right here, okay? So we're gonna, I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna set this up. Here's the filter paper right here, all right? And then they give you this little cap right here, okay? And then you put the filter paper in there like that, all right? And then you screw it into the bottom. This is a really an ingenious, ingenious device. All right, so there it is right there. Then you put your coffee, your coffee grounds, right in here, okay? So we're gonna go ahead and do that right now. I'm gonna get the lavaza because we're gonna, we're gonna put some hot water in here when we come back for a refill. We're gonna set it up right now. So you've got your coffee scoop that they give you, okay? And you, let's go right in here and let's get a, Let's get a, uh, a little bit of coffee here. Okay, all right. I don't want to dump it all over. Let me be real, real careful here. All right, so I got my coffee right there. Now, uh, here's the tube. Let me just set that down there like that. Now, they give you this kind of a funnel device here. You can use that to uh, help uh, pour the coffee in there so it doesn't spill all over. But it also aids in um, actually stabilizing this if you're using a wider mouthed coffee mug. I'll show you that also later on in refill. But actually what happens is, is you take this, this unit right here and you place it over your coffee mug like that, see? And then you put your, you put your plunger in there and you put your water in, you put your coffee in, you put your water in, then you put your plunger in like that and you squeeze it through. Now, this is the um, bin there coffee mug that came courtesy of Beth Jones. Thank you again, Beth. This is a little wider than a standard coffee mug, so I'll be using this device here to place it in there and place that uh, bottom tube unit uh, on top of that, and then we'll put the plunger in and we'll, we'll press a, a cup of coffee and you'll see how it works. It really is a delightful, delightful, well-brewed cup of coffee. So all you're doing is boiling some water in a tea kettle, uh, you're adding coffee grounds to this uh, base tube here. Uh, you put your filter paper in there. You put the cap on. You add your coffee grounds. You add your water. You get your plunger. You press it. Th you, you press it through. You plunge it through 
writes to your coffee mug and you have a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. This is an amazing, amazing device. Now, you know what? It's the day after Christmas. And if you forgot someone on your list, hey, this AeroPress makes a great last minute gift for the coffee lover in your life. I absolutely love using this. Ever since it arrived, this is how I've been making my coffee, right here with the AeroPress. It really is, it's a lot of fun. It's like coffee art. And there are some YouTube channels out there that explain how to use the coffee press. And there are other methods. People are using using this in uh, a lot of different ways. They're inverting the tube and they're letting the, they're letting the water kind of uh, marinate a little bit with the coffee grounds for, say, uh, several minutes, and then plunging it, pressing it through, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, ordinarily, what you do is you just put the coffee grounds in, you add the water, you stir it up a little bit because they do give you a paddle here to stir it up. Uh, you know, stir it up for 10 seconds and then press it through. And, you know, and, you know, th and that's it. And you've got a cup of coffee. If you want to add a little more water to it, uh, after you've pressed it through, you can do that. You can do an espresso-style coffee by not adding so much water. I mean, it really is uh, an amazing, amazing coffee device. So my thanks to uh, Rodney Ripplinger for uh, passing it along. It makes a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. Hang on. A perfect cup of coffee. Uh, really, it, there, it, it, there is something about it. I don't know what it is. It just makes a really, really terrific cup of coffee. And there are YouTube channels and other people on YouTube who have kind of devoted themselves to the art of coffee. And a lot of them talk about the AeroPress. So I'll have a link below if you're interested. It really is a terrific, terrific way to make coffee. I don't know if you call it a coffee brewer, you call it a coffee press, but the AeroPress. There it is right there. Uh, and on the side label, three easy steps to delicious coffee. Add coffee and water, stir the brew, press coffee into mug. Okay, so that's right there like that. And <laughs> it really is a terrific, terrific way. You can also make iced coffee. There are recipes for iced coffee. Really a great, great device. So my thanks to Rodney Ripplinger for sending it along. I'm going gonna, gonna to press a cup of coffee. Now that we have the coffee grounds in there and the filter paper in place, uh, that sort of thing, we'll uh, boil some water for refill, and then we'll, uh, we'll just press a cup of coffee here for you so you can see how that works. Really, really terrific, terrific, uh, terrific item. Really is. Again, uh, you know, belated Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, belated Merry Christmas and early Happy New Year to everyone out there. I uh, hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. As we like to say, a good hot coffee, a trusty mug, let the caffeine go to work, gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Hey, if you're taking me on your morning commute, thanks very much for the lift. Although it's a national holiday here in the United States of America because Christmas was a Sunday, it's Monday, so probably everyone is at home. But if you're one of those few people out there who uh, had to go into work this morning, well, thank you very, very much for taking me along for the ride. I really do appreciate it. Uh, boy, we got a great episode of uh, the Monday Morning Mailbag. Got some great, great uh, wet shaving gear to show you. Some really, really amazing items in new wet shaving gear. Really, really terrific. We've got the AeroPress to show you in refill. We got some great refill comments. We've got some great question and, uh, questions and comments in that segment of the show. I'm just really excited to be here with you this morning, and I hope you got through that big, big storm that went through, went past this, uh, went through the United States this past weekend, 
And I hope you have power and you're warm and you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. So you know what? Let's kick it off like we do every week with a viewer morning shaving tip. Okay, this morning shaving tip comes from viewer Tomas Tobias. Hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Anyhow, he writes, hello, Mark. I hope this correspondence finds you well. I would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Well, thank you very much, Tomas. The same to you and yours. I was recently watching a video by Ken Surfs, and he made a comment on bore brushes and that they take a while to break in. I remember that my dad, who passed away four years ago at 92, would use borax powder and hot water to create a paste and would work the brush in his shave bowl for about 30 minutes. Borax is often used for tanning hides to soften them. I live in West Texas, El Paso, and uh, we have a cabin in New Mexico, Billy the Kid country. Uh, Lincoln, New Mexico is 30 minutes away. Uh, and that's where uh, Billy the Kid's famous jailbreak happened. My dad was a hunter, and he would tan the hides and use borax and alum. If you are anything like me, laugh out loud, and have some broken pieces of alum laying around, you can add some alum to the borax powder and let the brush soak in the paste for 15 minutes. Then work the brush in the bowl. The ends of the bore bristles will begin to split, and the tips will be super soft, leaving a nice backbone on the brush. There is another benefit to this procedure. It will remove any smell from the bristles as some bore brushes, uh, when wet, have a little wet animal smell. Additionally, borax has antiseptic, antifungal, antibiotic, disinfectant, and deodorizing properties. In its powdered form, it dissolves easily in water. It can inhibit the growth of mold and mildew. I do not use borax on badger brushes, but works great with boar bristles. Uh, I have my dad's vintage uh, Gillette uh, go-to tech razor, a super speed, gold tone Milford, and an ever-ready shovel head that he never used, and only one brush survived all these years, and that is his boar bristle ever-ready C40. I've debated on refurbishing the brush and having the gold tone Milford refinished, but nostalgia keeps me from doing it. Kind of like having them as he left them. Maybe I'll change my mind in the future. Keep up the excellent work, and thank you, as always, for allowing me to share with you my thoughts and projects. Uh, if you feel this is a good tip, feel free to use it. Tomas, hey, Tomas, it is a great tip. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I really appreciate the details on borax. I have heard about borax being used to uh, clean uh, shaving brushes and that sort of thing. Uh, thank you for all the background on that. I really, really do appreciate it. Folks, if you out there use borax to clean your brushes or use it to break in a bore brush, please comment below and let us know. Uh, really, really, really terrific, terrific information uh, on this uh, particular subject of breaking in a bore brush. Tomas, thank you very, very much. Now, Tomas already has a sketch and... Uh, but if you out there would like an original signed George sketch like you see right here, and I'll sign it, I'll date it, and I'll put your name on it and everything, just send me 
a uh, shaving tip. Email the shaving tip to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com. And if I use it on the Monday morning mailbag shaving tip segment, you too will receive an original signed George sketch, similar to what you see right here. So Tomas, thanks very, very much for a really informative and great shaving tip. Really do appreciate it. Okay, this morning we have an extra shaving tip, and it comes from viewer Bob Ross. And Bob writes, Hi, Mark. I use a Henson Mild Razor, the original version. The handle can get quite slippery when it gets wet, which can be frustrating. Then I remembered something that either you or one of your subscribers mentioned. That is to say, to wet your hands and rub it on an alum block for a better grip. Sure enough, it worked like magic and the grip lasted throughout the three-pass shave. It may be worth another mention on the Monday morning mailbag. Cheers, Bob Ross. Bob, absolutely, we have talked about this in the, in the past, and this absolutely is worth another mention. It's really a valuable, valuable shaving tip. And uh, yeah, all you're doing is wetting your fingers a little bit, rubbing them on an Allen block, and then that will create a stickiness uh, if, especially if you have a smooth handled razor like the Henson Mild that he mentioned. And if you have a smooth handled razor, just rub, wet your fingers, rub it on the Allen block, and then uh, grasp that handle and you'll have a, 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 a surer grip. There will be some stickiness there. It's an absolutely terrific, terrific shaving tip. And I always like to mention this every once in a while for those new viewers who may have missed it in an earlier Monday morning mailbag or in one of the video reviews. So yes, absolutely worth mentioning again, Bob. Thanks so much. Really do appreciate it. Well, we have an extra, extra shave tip this morning, and it comes from viewer John Kaczynski. And he writes, Hi, Mark. I'm not sure if you've discussed this topic, but I think it could be a good tip for your viewers. Like many people, I'm dealing with a nasty cold with head and chest congestion. I got to thinking after I used the mentholated cough drop that the menthol in many shaving products could give similar relief for my congestion. So I did a shave with only mentholated products, the Cube 2.0, Parasso Green, and a splash of Aqua Velva to finish it off. The results? My entire time shaving, my sinuses cleared up and my breathing was very much improved. As a matter of fact, my symptoms were relieved for at least two hours after the shave. Two hours may not seem very long, but if you're constantly sneezing, coughing, and your sinuses and chest are congested, two hours of relief is very welcome. P.S. Feel free to use this tip anytime since I have already received a George sketch. Warmest regards, John Kaczynski. John, fantastic, fantastic shaving tip. Really kind of a neat angle there too. And uh, hey folks, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, if you got a head cold, a little, a little sinus congestion, that sort of thing. It, menthol, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think this is great and it's a really neat approach. And uh, it comes from the traditional wet shave. Who knew? Absolutely fantastic. John, thanks very much for a really, really original shaving tip. Folks, if you're going to try this, let us know in the comments below. Or if you already do this, let us know in the comments below. John, thanks again very, very much. Well, this morning we got kind of a shaved in update, a new piece of 
shaving gear that Rodney Ripplinger acquired for his shave den. We could probably talk about this in new wet shave gear, but uh, there is a little bit of a twist to this, which is why we're kind of putting it here in the shave den segment. Uh, and Rodney writes, hi, Mark. I missed getting a wet-the-face lathering bowl last fall. I was on the computer this morning when an email came in that they were available again. They are an artisan-made bowl that has WTF embossed in the clay outside of the bowl. Surely that is a funny gimmick, but I like it. So I placed one in an order basket along with a tub of soap. Then I changed my mind and left Don's website without clearing out my purchase basket. I get an email later in the day that says, hey, you left these things in your basket. So I completed my order after changing my mind again. Hey, it's Christmas. My original reason for canceling the purchase was the cost of freight. Now, <laughs> here's the interesting part. I just watched a video by a woman who lives in Svalbard, Norway, in the Arctic Circle. She ordered a blanket throw, like you might throw over yourself when sitting in front of a fire in the stove, you know, when it's cold outside. Cost from Amazon, $30. Custom charge, another $30. Shipping, $100. Are these people nuts? You should see their grocery bills. But they all love it up there, so more power to them. My pittance shipping charge is a drop in the bucket compared to theirs, so more power to me, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's very, very interesting. Sometimes we look at shipping costs and think, you know, maybe not. Well, you know what? In contrast to what some other people around the world pay, yeah, we've got a we've got a pretty good. So uh, thanks very much for that, uh, Rodney. Really do appreciate it. Let us know how you like the lathering bolt. Looks very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, you uh, giving some details on that. And uh, we'll talk about that again in new shaving gear after you send along some details and your experience with it. Really do appreciate the comment. And I'm glad you didn't sweat the uh, freight charge this time around. Thanks again, Rodney. Well, here's your weekly reminder that the Monday Morning Mailbag is available as a podcast. And you can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. So all you have to do is search for Monday Morning Mailbag and more on your favorite podcast streaming service, and it should come right up, along with episodes of our other podcast, Second Cup. So please kick off 2023 by subscribing to the podcasts, Monday Morning Mailbag and also Second Cup. Available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Okay, let's go back for a refill. Okay, we're going to kick off the refill segment by pressing a cup of coffee using the uh, AeroPress. Again, thanks very much to Rodney Ripplinger. Uh, here, we already have the coffee. The, we have the, the, the filter paper in there on the bottom. We have the coffee in there. Uh, we're all set to go. All we have to do is place this over the mug. Now, again, before we do that, I wanna show you that this fits very nicely on a standard size mug, very, very securely, okay? When you get to a wider, a wider mouth mug like this, eh, maybe, maybe not so much. That's why we use this 
funnel device and that fits in there like that. Okay, so we're just gonna kind of give that a shake and evenly distribute the coffee grounds like that. Okay, we're gonna put that in the mug. I just have, um, I've just boiled some water. I just took it off the stove. So we're gonna fill that up very, very carefully. And I'm gonna fill that all the way up like that. Okay, now you let it, you can stir it, let it sit, however, 10 seconds, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005, 1,006, 1,007, 1,008, 1,009, 1,010. And that's all you need. I'm going to set this on the paper towel over here. Okay, and then we're going to go ahead and press this coffee through. Now, you don't have to lean in or anything like that. Just, just press it through um, like this. It'll just press right through. Just, just press it downward. And it just presses, it, it forces that water right through the coffee grounds. And pretty soon you have a cup of coffee. It's a lot of fun, too, to make a cup of coffee like this. Like I say, all you need is hot water. And this, uh, this funnel device here works very, very well. And that's it. We're at the end. We're at the bottom now. And that's it. We've got a cup of coffee. I'm going to set this aside here like that. And I'm going to pull this out. Let this, let that. And I've got a coaster here. Okay. So what I like to do now is I like to taste the coffee. That's nice. That's nice. A little strong. So all you need to do now is just add a little bit of water. And that should be the perfect flavor, the perfect brew for me. Hang on. Yeah, that's terrific. That really, really is. And again, you can kind of vary the amount of water you use from your kettle adding to it or uh, the water you put in um, initially, that sort of thing. Uh, it really is a neat, neat device. And I love using it. And it's that easy to get a cup of coffee. All you got to do is boil water, add your, uh, add your coffee grounds, and, uh, you know, press it through. Now, uh, the finer the ground, I guess, is uh, the finer the ground, the better, I guess. But I have been using Dunkin' Donuts ground coffee, uh, the uh, McDonald's ground coffee, the McCafe coffee, uh, the Black Rifle coffee, uh, the Hawaiian coffee I featured in a previous show. I've used all those different ground coffees and they all work fine. And I even have a coffee grinder and I can grind the coffee bean very, very very, very fine if I want to for this, but um, they all seem to work and uh, it makes a really, really wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee. So thanks again to uh, Rodney Ripplinger for the AeroPress. It really, really does a nice job in making a cup of coffee. So uh, thanks again, Rodney. Really do appreciate it. Again, if you miss somebody on your Christmas list, <laughs> this really is a great great gift for the coffee lover uh, in your life or hey maybe you didn't get something or maybe you're going to exchange something check out the uh, aeropress you know for yourself as a as a belated christmas gift that that sort of thing well i hope you went back for a refill i sure did boy we've got a lot of great uh topics in the refill segment uh, here this morning 
You know what? Let's go back to uh, clearing the deck here. We'll bring the camera in. We'll start talking. Uh, we'll start sharing some of those comments in the refill. So hang in there with me. Okay, we're back up close and personal for the refill segment. Uh, and we have some great, great comments this week. Uh, the first one comes from uh, viewer Bob LaRoe, and he writes, Hi, Mark. I have seven DE razors and seven kinds of shave soap. So I have them organized for the seven days of the week. I only have three brushes, so maybe I should get four more. I save my favorites for Sunday. Tabak, Mercur 34C, Yaki Brush, Derby Extra Blade, and Clubman Pinot. That's my ideal shave. Uh, wishing you a blessed Christmas, Bob LaRoe. Bob, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you also. Yeah, sounds like a great setup. Tabak is wonderful. I'm assuming you're using the, the uh, tallow-based Tabak and not the new vegan formula Tabak. Let me know in the comments below. Tabak is awesome. And I think finishing it off with Club and Pinot, those two go together really, really well. I like that a lot. And if you need more shaving brushes, I recommend the Phoenix Shaving shaving brushes. They're all fantastic. They got great handles and they're at, uh, they come in at really, really nice price points as well. So yeah, get some extra brushes. <laughs> uh, Mark Bagwell wrote, uh, I have a rebuttal to the person who gave you his thoughts of you not criticizing certain products. I find your upbeat mannerisms to be refreshing as well as informative. And let's be honest. Isn't that the point of the show, to point out the positives as well as the negatives? For example, the Pearl Flexi. And let's remember this. Your mileage may vary means that this may not work for me, but let me show it to you because you might love it. Though I appreciate what they're saying, I see it differently. From me to you, don't change what you're doing. It's enjoyable, informative, and it's working. That's my two cents worth. Mark, thank you very, very much for the kind words. I really, really do appreciate it. It's very, very nice of you to say that. Uh, Keith Osmond wrote, uh, regarding starter blades, a tuck of Astra SPs was included with my first razor. Derbies have come with at least two inexpensive razors I've bought since. So maybe this is partly why they are so universal. They also seem to be included in a great many blade variety packs. They were both in the first one I bought. So these may be among the reasons so many of us use them starting out. Uh, as for the Treat New Steel, they are stainless steel, though Treat does make some carbon steel blades. So it's always important to check what a given Treat is made of. Well, uh, Keith, thanks very much for the, uh, for the comment regarding uh, these starter razor blades that seem to be universally uh, <laughs> seems to be universal among a lot of what butt shavers is what I'm trying to say. We all seem to start with the same kinds of razor blades, uh, the Astras, the Derby, etc. And I think you are probably onto something there. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, looking back on some of the razors that I bought early on, they came either with Astra or Derby. I, I think I think you have something there. I think you're probably right on that, really. Uh, and as far as the uh, Treat uh, New Steel uh, blades, uh, you're saying that they're stainless? Uh, great. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. I do know that uh, Treat does make some carbon steel blades. I haven't used carbon steel blades in a long, long time. So I'd have to check and see which brand I, had, I have used in the past. Could be Treat, could be something else. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but... Um, 
I've heard that the new steel are either stainless steel or carbon. You're telling me that they're stainless steel. Okay, thank you very, very much for that. Folks, if you've heard differently or if you can confirm this, please comment below and let us know. Uh, Keith, really do appreciate the comments. Uh, John Meyer wrote, Morning, Mark. I have a couple of razors that make me slow down and adjust my technique a little. One is the flat boy and the other is the dart. Both of these are capable of biting if you are not careful. I like both, but only shave with them once in a while. Uh, this was in regards to the review I did on the, um, the Mula R41. I had to really slow down my shave. And uh, John, you're correct. I have the dart, and I have to slow down with that one as well. As a matter of fact, when I used the R41, I thought, wow, this is really similar to the dart in many, many ways. I can't decide which one is the more aggressive. I think it might be the R41, um, but uh, they're both kind of in the same ballpark. But I agree with you. Uh, you got to slow down with those. You got to respect them. You got to take your time. Uh, absolutely no doubt about that. Thank you very much for the, the comments and confirming. I don't have a flat boy, but I've heard it is very, very aggressive. Uh, T-Man2217 wrote, Hi, Mark. Thanks for the shout out. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, when using Gillette silver blue razor blades in my Ascension Select, I do snug up the razor all the way and I'm good to go. Uh, if you've not tried those blades in one of your Ascension razors, I would highly recommend it, but your mileage may vary. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Ascension razor from Phoenix Shaving. Love these razors. And uh, T-Man was saying that he just puts in a silver blue, snugs it up, and he doesn't have to worry about adjusting it or opening up the blade gap, anything like that. And that's great to hear. I'm so glad that the, that the razor works that way for you. It's a marvelous, marvelous razor. And I think I have used the silver blue in the Ascension uh, before. I just have to see. I just have to recall when. I, only, I, I, can't, even, I can't even recall if I've used a blade with that razor uh, doing a review. I'd have to review my videos. Uh, if you take a look at the head of the Ascension razors, the way the head is angled, it looks like it was made to put the rounded side near the cap on the face and use this as a guide, sort of like the Henson, but less boxy. I kind of ride the cap and the comb both during my shaves. The angle is very wide on the Ascension, so that makes shaving with it more enjoyable for me. I try to find the angle that's smoothest and still cuts the hair. Uh, the Travel Scuttle from Phoenix Shaving is a great piece of equipment and is indeed unbreakable. If you drop that thing, all you need to worry about is cleaning up the water and shaving cream. I've been using my Travel Scuttle a lot lately, uh, both as a brush scuttle and as a shaving bowl scuttle to make a warm lather. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season and congrats on getting so close to 9,000 subscribers. Peace and God bless. Uh, thank you very much, T-Man. I really do appreciate that. I agree with the uh, comments about the travel scuttle from Phoenix Shaving. And it seems to me that's what makes it so appealing as a travel scuttle because you can use it as a, a, a scuttle to, to build a warm lather and also just as a brush scuttle, just to keep your brush warm if you're doing a face lather. Uh, it'll work both ways and it travels so well and it's unbreakable. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Thanks very much for the comments regarding that. And I'm so glad that the Ascension Razor works for you. And I agree, has a nice wide angle of approach. It's wonderful. I don't know if I ride the cap or not. 
I'd have to look at my videos again. Maybe I do, and I'm, I don't realize it, but I love, love, love the Ascension Razor. The Select was the first Ascension Razor I bought, and I was just, I was so taken by it. It's what a great razor it was, or is. What a great razor it is, and uh, what a great shave it gave me uh, at that time that I, I absolutely added the copper and the stainless steel versions. I love the razor. It's just... It is just a kind of a thinking outside the box kind of razor, the way the razor head is designed and how you can twist it open to increase the blade gap and get a little more efficiency, a little more aggression. Love it. Absolutely love it. Folks, if you've not tried, if you're looking for a new razor, again, <laughs> post-Christmas, Santa didn't bring you what you wanted, try an Ascension razor. Absolutely. Ken Frederick wrote, a great episode, Mark. Nice Santa shaving cream beard. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was during the Christmas episode. I have to agree with the viewer, uh, what the viewer said about Shark DE Blades. Lord makes many great blades, and I personally have had great results with Lord Platinum, Lord Cool, and Big Ben Blades. Shark has been a hit and miss for me, though. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, you know what? Which shark are you using? Are you using the regular stainless or the super chrome? I found the super chrome to be very, very good. Probably better than the standard shark. Uh, just a thought. Uh, let me know uh, which one you're using. If you haven't used the super chrome, give the super chrome sharks a try. Uh, Brian H. wrote, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Mark. Thanks for all the great content you have done this year. It's a great channel for wet shavers. Uh, Wow, thank you very much. I, I really do appreciate that, Brian. But again, it's all because of the wonderful viewers this channel has. This channel has the best viewers on YouTube, absolutely. And it's because of their wonderful contributions that we have such great content. Uh, I owe everything to the viewers. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, without you, this microphone would be silent. So again, my thanks to all the viewers out there who contribute to this channel. Uh, they are the reason why this channel is coming up on 9,000 subscribers. So my sincere thanks to all the viewers. Brian continues, I have to agree with you, it's a great time to be in wet shaving. The artisans are so good, even well beyond just soaps. The razors artisans are creating are fantastic, better than razors have ever been before. Uh, Gillette, Thank you for completely missing the boat on DE and straight razors and going all in on cartridges. Your absence of seriously developing these products allowed a bunch of creative enthusiasts and entrepreneurs to produce the best razors ever made. Thank you to our artisans and small businesses serving customers in this hobby. Uh, bravo, Brian. I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, Folks like uh, Douglas Smythe and others out there, uh, Sterling Shave Soap, uh, uh, Matt Pisarsik over there at uh, Rex Supply Razor Emporium. Uh, these gentlemen have really, really uh, done some great things with soaps, with razors. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you 100%. And you have other great artisans like uh, the Carve Overlander, uh, the Dracant, uh, Blackland, uh, Blackland razors. Uh, we just talked about the dart. Uh, they had the Blackland era. Uh, yeah, these absolutely fantastic razors. How about the folks at uh, Yates Precision Manufacturing? They make the America razor, the 921M, 
They made the winning razor. They also manufactured the Dracont razor. Yeah, some really talented, wonderful artisans out there making soaps, razors, uh, lathering bowls, shaving bowls. Yeah, really. Some great, great items, some great pieces of wet shaving gear being made by some really, really talented uh, artisans and some wonderful entrepreneurs. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Brian. Really fantastic, fantastic comment. And I'm sure that uh, many in the wet shaving community concur with what you've said. Uh, thanks, thanks really again. I think that was just a really, really fantastic comment. Uh, Mike H. wrote, uh, Hi, Mark. Great 3MB. Thank you, as always. Yes, the Mula R41 definitely growls for me as well. I haven't used mine in quite some time, as I never escape without several weepers on various parts of my face, no matter how careful I am with pressure and angle. It will be safely resting inside its box for the foreseeable future. I hope your week is off to a great start. Be safe and be well. Best regards and Merry Christmas. Hey, Mike, <laughs> thanks very much. Yeah, I think my, uh, I think my R41 is going to be used sparingly, let's say, every once in a great while. When I have maybe two to three days worth of beard growth, I might break it out. I do want to work with it, though. But, yeah, it's, it, you really have to respect it. You have to really, really take your time with it. So I appreciate you confirming <laughs> its aggressive nature. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, Roderick McLeod checked in. With regards to the corners on the base plate, I noticed the same kind of problem when I got a Mula hexagon. A standard 89 head, but a fancy resin metallic bronze colored handle that has the lat long of the factory engraved. Uh, the corners are definitely sharper, less radius than the corners on a three-piece Mercur or any other razors I own. Then I noticed that when I had the angle optimized, I couldn't feel those corners. At that point, I decided to regard it as a feature instead of a bug. I can't say for sure that was the intent of the designers or not, but it certainly works that way for me. Uh, I'll admit that when I first started watching your channel, I thought, this has got to be an act. What's with this whole Pollyanna thing this guy has going on, etc., etc.? Now I realize that you're a guy who, to paraphrase a Monty Python song, always looks on the bright side of life. The words you use actually influence the way you think and vice versa. Uh, this applies to what you read, write, and hear as well. You use a lot of subjective, mostly positive language, but I don't think I've heard you utter anything that was objective and negative. In a lot of ways, you're like Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo. The world needs more of that. <laughs> You'll see a lot of objectively negative language in online forums and Facebook groups, i.e. Blade X sucks, Y soap doesn't lather well, Razor Q's handle is too big, I'm sure part of that has to do with what a um, <laughs> PITA uh, is to type things out on a phone, which results in a lot of blunt, terse responses to questions. I'm on a PC hooked up to my TV with a wireless keyboard. This makes it easy to sit and think about what I'm typing, which actually leads to me using the backspace button a lot so I can rephrase things in a more positive and subjective manner. I also let things marinate a bit, which also leads to me using the backspace button. Long story short, I view your positive attitude as a feature, 
not a bug. Roderick, thank you very, very much for a really, really well-written and thoughtful comment. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know what? Um, I love the process. Uh, I love sharing the process with others. I love talking about it. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, look on the bright side. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think I can add anything to this. Let's, let's, let me just say thank you very much for a really, really uh, kind, kind comment. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Big Denton said, I would have to agree with the comment about shark blades. I have never had a good shave with these blades. Uh, well, again, use the Super Chrome. Try the Super Chrome and let me know what you think. Um, uh, I think the ones you might be referring to are the stainless, the shark stainless. And they can have quite a bit of an edge to them. Uh, I have found that uh, for sure, as I recall. But the Super Chrome, I think, were smoother. Uh, obviously, I love the Lord Platinum Blades. The Lord Platinum Blades are fantastic. And um, as... As much as you may not like the shark, or what I call the standard shark blade, try the Lord Platinum and let me know what you think about those. Uh, wow, what a great refill uh, segment. Thanks very much to everyone who contributed some really, really outstanding comments and some really, really kind words about the channel and how I present things. Really heartfelt appreciation for those comments. I really do appreciate it. Uh, that wraps up another uh, refill segment for this week. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's check out some new wet shaving gear. Well, we're kicking off new wet shaving gear with something that is really, really wonderful. This is a hot towel cabinet from Skin Act. You can get to them via www.skinact.com. This came courtesy of viewer Jamie Horn. Jamie, thank you very much for allowing me to share this with viewers. It's absolutely a must-have for your shave den. Skin Act makes a lot of spa equipment, and this is a compact hot towel cabinet. Uh, it has a removable grill right in here, kind of like a wired tray where you would set all of your damp hand towels that would then be warm so you can start your wet shave with a nice hot towel. And all you have to do is get a, get a, get a hand towel like this. I happened to pick this up. I picked up about a half a dozen of these at uh, Sam's Club. These are the hotel brand. They are about uh, $3.98 a piece. All right, these are nice, nice, thick uh, hand towel. They come in uh, three different colors, uh, white, blue, and gray, I believe. I happen to get the white one. So all you're doing is folding your, you're wetting this towel. I'm not wetting it now because I don't have a sink nearby. But you're wetting this towel, and then you're just folding it. And then, uh, let me just move the microphone. And you're rolling it up like this very, very tightly. And this is going to be wet. It'll be damp. Right, and you'll you'll wring it out. You'll wring it out so it's not dripping, but it'll be uh, it'll be nice and and, and moist. Uh, you'll then pop it. You'll you'll have this on preheating already, kind of like an oven, so that it preheats and comes up to temperature. Uh, you'll have the UV light on, uh, and then you'll just uh, open that up and pop that in with some others. Now it looks a little large there. When this towel is damp, obviously it's going to be compressed 
and compact more. You can get anywhere from four to six hand towels in here depending on the thickness. Uh, that's what I have found so far. And you'll close that up and uh, just let it warm up for a period of time. And when you start your shave, just open it up, pull out your nice warm towel and, uh, you know, apply it to your whiskers and really get a nice warm towel treatment before you start your traditional wet shave. This is absolutely wonderful. The great thing about it is it's very compact. It's 11.75 inches high. It's eight and a half inches wide. It has a seven inch depth. And uh, the inside dimensions are five and a half inches wide and seven inches inside and seven inches high. So uh, plenty of room for hand towels, again, depending on the thickness, anywhere from four to six. Uh, the compact design means that it'll fit into some tight counter areas. My particular shave den, uh, I didn't think it was going to fit. I was really kind of worried. It fits. It fits. It plugs in. I'm so happy. I'm just delighted. I've been using it ever since I received it. Uh, it absolutely is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic addition to uh, a shave den. And it really is wonderful. I really do like it a lot. So I will have links uh, below to uh, this one at uh, skinact.com. And there is also a similar one sold on Amazon. It looks identical. It's a different brand. I don't know if it's uh, the same kinds of features, but I'll link to that one anyhow so you can kind of investigate that. But this is fantastic. It's easy to clean. It's easy to maintain. All you do is you know, turn off the unit. You wipe out the inside. It has a drip tray right here that comes out like this. You just remove any excess water that has dripped in there. Wipe that, wipe that clean, and uh, you know then maybe leave the door open for a while to let it air dry, and uh, you're good to go for the next shave. Absolutely wonderful. This is something that you could use prior to your traditional wet shave. Just start it up in the morning, uh, wet your towels, put them in there, go about your shower, that sort of thing, whatever else you, uh, whatever your morning routine is, and then when you're ready to shave pull out one of those nice warm towels. I have used uh, a single towel just to start my shave off with and then, you know, kind of uh, completed my shave as, uh, as I regularly do. And I've also used two towels for my shave. One to kind of warm my face up to uh, start to shave and then one uh, right after my warm water rinse to just apply that nice warm towel just to kind of, you know, uh, get rid of some of the, uh, a little more excess slickness and kind of warm the face up. And then I go right to my cold water splash. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. This is an absolutely uh, wonderful addition to anyone's shave den. I love the compact size. It is just, it is very, very nice and compact. Uh, the door, you know, flips to open like this. Again, anywhere from four to six hand towels, uh, in there depending on the overall size and the, um, uh, the thickness of it. The, the ones I have here, a little bit larger than what I've been using in the past, and they really are a nice, full, thirsty towel. I've, uh, I've already had two of, two of these in there. So, um, yeah, really, really enjoying this uh, hot, hot towel cabinet from Skin Act. Uh, thank you very, very much, Jamie Horn, Really, really do appreciate it, folks. I'll have links below. This is 
wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Check it out if you've already, if you've all, always wanted to start your shave off with a hot towel. Uh, this will give that to you. It is absolutely wonderful. So uh, my thanks again to Jamie Horn. Really, really do appreciate it. Again, uh, warms the towel up. Uh, ultraviolet light, be careful with that. There is um, a cautionary note on that on their website, so make sure you look at that and read that. Uh, check out the video. I'll link to the video where they, where they talk about that as well. Just want to point that out to you, that the ultraviolet lights, be careful. You don't want to look directly at it, but... Um, does a great job. Really, really does a great job. And I don't leave that on. I don't leave the UV light on all the time. I'll turn it on. I'll let that go for a while. But uh, yeah, so I make sure it's off when I open up the cabinet to uh, pull out a towel. Just want to mention that to you. And they also mention that uh, on their website on the video. I'll link to that video where they kind of give an overview of their uh, hot cabinet products and the UV light. So want to make sure that you are aware of that as well. So uh, thanks again, Jamie. Really do appreciate it, folks. Hot towel cabinet from Skin Act. Mark Bagwell passed this along, and he wrote, hard to pass this up for $12.99. He's referring to uh, this razor right here, the uh, Razor Rock Old Type Open Comb Razor. Uh, available on Italian Barber. I bought this one, gee whiz, several years ago when I started my wet shaving journey because I wanted to have a an old type style razor similar to the one that uh, my grandfather owned uh, that's 100 years old. And I'm, <laughs> I was really fearful of using it too often and maybe having that handle split or damaging it in some way. So I, I purchased this. I don't think I got it for $12.99, but this delivers a nice shave. So uh, hopefully by the time this, this episode of Monday Morning Mailbag airs on December 26, 2022, this deal will still be up there at Italian Barber because it really is a good deal. It's a terrific, terrific razor. Uh, the one I, I purchased came with a stainless steel handle uh, and a zinc plated uh, razor head and open comb, and it delivers a really, really very nice shave. So check out my review uh, on this razor as well if you'd like to uh, find out exactly what it's like. But yeah, hey Mark, thanks for passing the deal along. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Mark Bagwell has been telling us about W.M. Newman and Company shave cream, shave soaps, aftershaves, balms. You can find all of these products on their website, W.M. Newman and Company, Find Apothecary for Men. Uh, these really are kind of a throwback to yesteryear. That's kind of the vibe the whole website gives off, and they are very, very good. Anyhow, Mantic 59 loves the old-fashioned soda scent in their shave cream and their shave soaps. And uh, it hasn't been available for a while. And uh, Mark Bagwell uh, sent me a message and said, hey, old-fashioned soda shave cream is available. So I went up there and uh, I acquired some of it. Boy, is this a marvelous scent. It's kind of like a root beer float. It's very, very unique, very, very distinct. Now, I was not able to get the aftershave or balm in this because it was not available. However, I did get uh, another uh, scent in their shaving cream, aftershave, and balm that is really very, very good. This is their uh, 1911. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful scent. This is classic 
barbershop, and then some. Really, really terrific. Now, the shave cream comes in a plastic pump bottle, and the uh, aftershave comes in a glass bottle, okay? As does their balm, comes in a pump glass bottle. Just, just so you know, let me see if you can, that's a, that is, that is a, that's a glass bottle. Trust me, it's a glass bottle. Um, 19.11 cent is marvelous. The old-fashioned soda is very much like a root beer float, which is very, very unique, very, very distinct. I wish I had the balm and aftershave for it, but I used the uh, old-fashioned soda before cameras rolled. I built a lather uh, with this in a shave bowl, and uh, it made a fantastic lather, and I followed up with the 1911 aftershave and balm, and they really did follow up very, very well. So either of these uh, scents, the 1911 uh, and the old-fashioned soda, seem to complement one another, kind of just something that's from a bygone era. It's the kind of vibe I get from it. Really, really terrific, terrific products. The aftershave and the balms are very, very good. They have some really fantastic ingredients uh, in them. I will link to the website so that you can get up there and actually see that. Now, they also uh, offer a shave soap. I did not uh, purchase the shave soap this time around. I will hopefully get that down the road sometime. I wanted to try the shave cream. I'm finding uh, two to three pumps into my uh, lathering bowl, and I have more than enough lather. Matter of fact, I'm thinking maybe one or two pumps is more than enough to uh, build a lather to give you a three-pass shave. Maybe even one pump will do it. Uh, this stuff is really, really wonderful. And again, I love both scents. The 1911 really is a grand slam. I love, love, love this scent. And the uh, old-fashioned soda, wow, this is really different. Again, root beer float. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just conjures up uh, small-town uh, America, uh, barbershop with those kinds of scents emanating from it. Uh, you know, the, the drugstore where you could go to a soda fountain and get a, and get a root beer float. Those kinds of images come to mind when you use these products. So my thanks to Mark Bagwell for uh, letting us know that uh, these are available. And uh, really, the website uh, has all the information up there. Little, little different uh, navigating it, just be patient with it because it can be, you know, I don't think it's really the best navigable website to be perfectly honest with you, but all the information is there. Just be patient. You'll, uh, you'll come across it. And uh, yeah, and the shipping was really wonderful. I, I ordered it and it was immediately shipped. So um, their, their shipping and their customer service are very, very good. So I really enjoyed my uh, shopping experience with them and I really enjoyed using the products. Uh, W.M. Newman and Company, uh, Old Fashioned Soda and 1911, both really, really, really very, very good scents and uh, terrific, terrific shaving products. Check them out. Thanks again to Mark Bagwell for the heads up on both of these. Well, this past Friday, you probably saw a review I did on this item right here. This is the Gruner or Grunner. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. G-R-U-N-E-R. Gruner? I think it's Gruner. Maybe it's Grunner. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to go with Gruner right now. Probably saw a review on the Gruner uh, pottery shaving bowl, lathering bowl, that uh, Jimmy V very, very kindly sent along. Jimmy, thank you very much. This is wonderful. This is an absolutely wonderful, 
wonderful shaving bowl. It is an artisan shaving bowl. It's beautifully made. It has a nice textured interior here. It has this nice lip that uh, rolls over, kind of rolls over a little bit to really keep the lather uh, inside the bowl, and that really does work. That is a wonderful feature. I like the handle. As I pointed out in my review, you can put your thumb through there and just give it a little bit of pressure. The, uh, the base is, uh, your hand fits right over the base very, very nicely. And uh, as Jimmy writes here, uh, I support the bowl from underneath. The bottom of the bowl is not slippery, so it stays firmly in the hand. Naturally, you still have to be careful, but wait until you try this bowl. It is amazing. It has a small lip that slows the lather from going over the top, but doesn't impact cleanup at all. Of all the bowls I have, this is by far the best and the one I use daily. This is an absolutely amazing lathering bowl. It really is. It is, a, it is a wonderful addition to the other lathering bowls that I have. I love the color. I love the design of it. Uh, and it is proving to be an absolute wonderful lathering bowl, a wonderful shave bowl. And um, as one other viewer said, uh, we'll, <laughs> we're going to make a bowl latherer out of you yet. And yes, <laughs> I think you folks are succeeding at that. This is absolutely fantastic. And I used this before cameras rolled with the W.M. Newman shave cream. It was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Just a couple of squirts in there. And I've got my Simpson M7 brush. And I whipped up an absolutely fantastic, fantastic lather with this, uh, with this shave bowl. It's absolutely beautiful. So I will have links to where uh, uh, Paul Gruner has his website, Gruner Pottery. He also has an Etsy store where you can get information on, on his products, his pottery products, his, his shaving bowls, that sort of thing, where you can buy them. Absolutely fantastic. Jimmy, thank you so very, very much. Really do appreciate it. Check out the review that, that ran last Friday. I did a deep dive, and we showed it side by side with uh, some other uh, items. Oh, you know what? I promised I was going to show it to you next to the uh, Dreamscape Scuttle. Let me get the Dreamscape Scuttle. Hang on one minute. I'll be right back. Okay, here they are side by side. All right. You can see the Dreamscape Scuttle is really, really very, very large. All right. I'm trying to be careful so I don't drop either one. But yeah, there you go. That's how they look side by side. Let me set this one down over here so it doesn't get in the way. The Dreamscape Scuttle really is something that you have that has to remain on the counter when you use it. Uh, when you fill it up with water, it adds to the weight and it is large. I have found it's large that you have to actually set it on the counter to build your lather, but boy, it's a nice, nice warm lather. Uh, the uh, shave bowl from uh, Gruner Pottery is wonderful because look how easy I can pick it up and hold it in my hand and build a lather and show it to you on camera without worrying about, about having it slip out of my hand. Again, as Jimmy V points out, the base is not slippery at all. It lets you get a really nice grip of it. And it really is, uh, it really is terrific. And uh, yeah, again, I can show it to you on camera very, very easily, much more easily than with the Dreamscape Scuttle. Dreamscape Scuttle is wonderful. You get some really, really nice warm lathers from it, but it's something that really should remain on the counter. You're not gonna lift it up. 
and build your lather that way. You're just going to use it right on the counter, which is why it's kind of difficult to use on camera um, uh, when I'm doing a, a review of something because I can't really hold the Dreamscape scuttle uh, up up in front of the camera like that. I have to get a second camera to shoot it separately. But um, that's the difference in size, just to show it to you. And uh, yeah, the uh, shaving bowl, the lathering bowl from uh, Paul Gruner, uh, grunerpottery.com. Jimmy V, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. This is absolutely marvelous, folks. I'll have links so you can get one for your very own. Well, do you remember this shave soap? Dark Blue from Master Soap Creations. This is an artisan named Fernando Soreva. I believe that's how he pronounces his last name. S-A-R-A-I-V-A. -A -A. Fernando Soreva. He is out of South Africa. This is a South African artisan-made shave soap, Dark Blue. This was really great. I love the scent. I love the performance. Well, uh, he sent along via the folks at the Razor Company, uh, Eros, God of Love. Uh, the shave soap and the aftershave. We'll be reviewing these soon. You know what? It comes at a perfect time. Before you know it, it'll be Valentine's Day, and this will fit with the Valentine's Day theme very, very nicely. We're going to get this reviewed. Uh, this is a scent inspired by Versace's Eros EDP. Uh, and as they write on the product page, love, passion, beauty, and desire. These are the key concepts of the Eros fragrance. Eros, god of love, able to make people fall in love with his bow and arrow. Uh, a really a beautiful, beautiful scent. Very refined, very elegant. Yeah, it really is a, it really is a terrific, terrific uh, scent. Check out the top notes. Mint oil, lemon Italy or pur, green apple, heart notes are tonka bean, Venezuela, ambroxan, geranium flower. Base notes, vanilla Madagascar, very rare, oak moss accord, Cedar wood from Virginia and cedar wood from Atlas. Yeah, a really terrific, terrific scent. And of course, love the performance of the uh, shave soap uh, that Master Soap Creations uh, makes. It really is terrific. Really, really nice performance based on what I experienced with their other soap, Dark Blue. Uh, again, this is a great scent. Really, really terrific performance. Liked it a lot. So we'll be reviewing this uh, Master Soap Creations, Eros, God of Love, also have the Aftershave Splash. I'll link to these where you can get them from the Razor Company. Again, terrific scent. The performance is very, very good. Uh, check out my review of uh, Dark Blue. I really like the performance of this quite a bit, and uh, it's just terrific. And again, uh, out of South Africa. How neat is that? I mean, uh, wet shaving, a global phenomenon. So my thanks to uh, Fernando for sending this along via the folks at the Razor Company. Really do appreciate it, Fernando. Eros, God of Love. I'll have links below. Viewer Raul Alberto De La Rosa passed this along. Rex Supply has a new shave soap called 1955. This is a tallow-based shave soap. This is from Rex Supply and Matt Pisarsik. Uh, brand new, just hit the market. Uh, if you've used it, please comment below and let us know what you think of it. Uh, as I say, it's the first shave soap from the Rex Supply brand. Uh, and uh, you know what? Perfect, <laughs> perfect, uh, perfect shave soap to go with your ambassador, your envoy, or your council razors, also from Rex Supply. 
So uh, thanks very much to Raul for passing that heads up along. 1955 tallow-based shave soap from Rex Supply. Thanks very much, Raul. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Beth Jones checked in and she wrote, Good evening, Mark. Enjoyed watching your Monday morning mailbag today. Here's another option for those who want an unbreakable lather bowl. I have the timeless lather bowl and really like it. Have a nice evening and Merry Christmas. Yeah, this is a really nice option. Beth, thanks very much for passing it along. This is known as the TR Bowl, Timeless Razor Plastic Shaving Bowl. It's $15, probably made in the USA. Uh, and as they write on their product page, our plastic shaving bowl is perfect for those who are always on the go. Our bowl is made with plastic injection molding and polypropylene polymer. It will not crack or shatter. It is durable and high impact, the perfect traveling addition. If you like it hot, our bowl is able to hold heat longer than ceramic or even stainless steel bowls. The bowl is designed with a raised pattern on the bottom and the sides. This makes whipping up a great lather simple. The bowl is lightweight and compact, able to fit securely and comfortably in our leather travel bag. Uh, care and maintenance of this bowl is simple. Rinse your bowl out and clean it with your preferred soap. How about that? Yeah, so it's a polypropylene polymer, 69.85 uh, uh, millimeter in height, 119 grams. Uh, yeah, I'll link to the page where you can get all these specs on it. Beth, thanks very, very much for sending this along. And thank you very much for, all, for letting us know that you use it and you like it. Thanks for confirming how wonderful it is. $15 seems like a great deal. Comes in a, a variety of colors. Looks like it comes in blue, gray, red, and white. So uh, thanks again, Beth Jones. Really, really do appreciate it. Folks, the TR Bowl Timeless Razor Plastic Shaving Bowl. I'll have a link below. Again, Beth, thank you very, very much. Rodney Ripplinger checked in one more time and he wrote, Mark, I ordered these two a while back. Both are terrific, but I think I like the Cognac Neat the best. I thought perhaps you had never tried either of them. Order without fear. Yeah, he's referring to a couple of aftershaves from Clubman Reserve line of aftershaves. Uh, the first is Cognac Neat, and the other one is Sweet Rum. I have not tried either of these, although I have tried one other from the Clubman Reserve line, and that was the Whiskey Woods. I liked that a lot. That really grew on me. So uh, I'm really interested in cognac, neat, and sweet rum, both of these. And uh, I may give, uh, might give one or both of those a try down the road. So thanks very much for that, Rodney. I really do appreciate it, folks. I'll uh, find links for those, and I'll provide them below if you're interested. Rodney, thanks again very, very much. And that wraps up another new Wet Shaving Gear segment for this week. Thanks to everyone who contributed. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, time to check out some of these questions and comments. Well, Rodney Ripplinger sent along another email and he wanted to give his take on a couple of topics from the Monday Morning Mailbag. And he wrote, hi, Mark, a few things on 3MB today that I've already looked into. King C. Gillette Grip Shrink Tubing Fix. Blue jean strop mounted on a wooden block. 34 millimeter knot synthetic razor rock brute brush. Wow, works good. 
Hey, Rodney, thanks very much for the update on those three topics. I'm especially interested in the 34-millimeter knot on a Razor Rock Brute brush. I'm going to have to look that one up, maybe try to find it at Italian Barber or Amazon. And the other two, really, really nice practical updates to the topics we've been talking about. Rodney, thanks very much. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Jimmy V checked in again with some very helpful information. And he wrote, hi, Mark. Merry Christmas. I thought you might like to see how I visually check if the console blade is loaded correctly. The first shot shows the blade with the locking screw just slightly engaged. You can see the blade, it's a permasharp, is hardly flexed and falls across the middle of the post. The next shot shows the locking screw all the way in. This is on setting number three. You can see how much higher the blade is on the post. I see that and I know I'm good. Uh, Jimmy, thank you very, very much for passing this along. Of course, Jimmy also passed along a really, really wonderful tip on how to correctly load the blade uh, in a console razor. The console razor is a slant adjustable razor from Rex Supply. It's a fantastic, fantastic razor. I have one. I absolutely love it. You just have to pay attention when loading a blade a little more uh, than you would with some other razors. Uh, so uh, Jimmy sent along a really good tip on how to load the blade correctly. And this is a nice visual inspection to make sure that the blade is loaded correctly. Uh, thank you very much, Jimmy. Really, really very, very helpful. I'm going to incorporate this tip as well as the previous one that you sent in. Really very, very helpful. Folks, if you have a Rex Supply Council adjustable slant razor, fantastic razor. It really is. Uh, and uh, you want to know a little bit more about that tip, just check out the previous Monday morning mailbag uh, where Jimmy discusses this. It really is a very, very helpful tip. And here's another great follow-up tip to visually inspect to make sure that the blade has been loaded correctly. Jimmy, thanks very much. He also wrote, um, below is how I wash the soap out of my brush. I loop my index finger up high around the knot. It's uh, loose around the knot, letting the brushes move around as the warm water stream moves down them, but not so loose so the hairs are pushed down or distorted. I move the brush around under the water stream so all the hairs are given their own shower. Water flows freely out of the bottom of the knot, taking any soap from the brush center out. Then I rinse from the side up and down to get the outside rinsed down. Since I only use synthetic brushes, I don't know if this is good for natural brushes, but I don't see why not. The water is quite warm, but not hot. No discomfort to my fingers. So I'm sure it's doing no damage to the glue in these modern knots. Hey, Jimmy, thanks very much. Great, great procedure. I think a lot of viewers are very interested in this, in knowing how to properly clean a synthetic brush. This is the way I do it, warm water, not hot. And uh, really what you describe here is exactly what I do uh, when I am drying out, uh, washing out and drying a synthetic shaving brush. And after I do this procedure, uh, and you know, again, run it over the towel a little bit after everything is done, it's like 95 to 98% dry. And uh, just hang it in a razor stand, razor and brush stand, and it'll dry out the rest of the way. Synthetic brushes are wonderful. Thanks very, very much for passing along uh, your brush cleaning procedure. And again, the console 
razor blade loading or blade inspection tips. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, I want to revisit the uh, R41, the Mula R41 again, because there were a lot of great comments uh, that came from the review I did and the review and the shave I did with the uh, Mula R41. Very, very aggressive razor. And I just wanted to kind of uh, showcase some additional comments. We could have talked about this in refill, but I thought it would probably be best right here in questions and comments because uh, I kind of just showcased the R41, uh, the Mula R41 and what people were saying and uh, sharing their experiences, that sort of thing. Uh, John Kaczynski, who actually sent the razor. Thank you very much again, John. I really do appreciate it. Uh, he wrote, hi, Mark, great review. I could tell that you were really concentrating on the shave, similar to your R102 review. Anytime the razor was touching your face, you didn't say a word. It's definitely not a razor you would use on autopilot. I look forward to your thoughts as you continue to test this razor. I'm glad to see you get good use out of it. Uh, John, I agree. <laughs> you have to really pay attention when you're using the R41. Absolutely. Robert Ross said, you look positively terrified using that razor and with good reason. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, again, just making sure that I slow down, use proper technique, lighten up on my touch. It's an aggressive razor, folks. It really is. Uh, Jim from Northfield wrote, hey, Mark, I just shaved with my R41 last night. I got an incredible shave without a nick. I learned the hard way years ago how to use this razor properly. I used the Gillette 365 blade, and man, was it smooth for me. I used Mula Shave Cream, too. This is a very aggressive razor, but when used with caution and good technique, it is so efficient. Glad to see you got through your shave very well. Merry Christmas. Jim, thanks very much for your comments. And thanks very much for confirming that you really have to improve your technique. You really have to watch your technique with this razor. John Meyer wrote, Morning, Mark. Thanks for taking one for the team, so to speak, and using an aggressively known razor. I have a couple of aggressive razors and only use them occasionally. I don't see a need to chance tearing yourself up just to prove you can use it. I like shaving and don't want to change that. Newbies should know they can enjoy this task with equipment they can rely on to give a good, smooth shave. Have a nice weekend and Merry Christmas to all. Great points, John. I, I agree with you. Great points. Doesn't have to, the razor doesn't have to be overly aggressive that you fear it. Absolutely. Uh, luxury shaving hobbyist wrote, Hi, Mark. I was always concerned about trying the R41 because of its reputation. Guess what? Now it is one of my favorite razors. Even though it's aggressive, I ended up with little or no irritation. Reason is that I have no need to go over problem areas over and over again. Have a Merry Christmas. Best regards, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, you know what? That makes sense. Uh, one swipe and it's taken care of. You're not going over. You're not buffing. Yeah, I, you know what? Makes sense. I'm so glad it's working for you. Again, your mileage may vary. Uh, Mark Bagwell passed along these comments regarding the R41. Just think, it's a good thing they toned down the R41 in 2013. I can't even handle the razor as it is now. Or was it 2011? I think 2013. Uh, and he added this, uh, with great power comes great responsibility 
And with so much aggressiveness in 2013, Mueller tamed the beast with a redesigned open comb safety bar to make it less aggressive. And yet, it is still a safety razor to be reckoned with. The R41 was so aggressive, it was injuring way too many people. So they tamed it a bit, but it's still the most aggressive safety razor made. Now, this comment he passed along comes from Sharpologist. And I'll have a link to the article. Quote, Mueller has apparently tweaked the design of their R41 razor that is nicknamed The Beast due to its aggressiveness that was causing problems for many, including myself. The end result is reportedly still aggressive but less harsh than the previous incarnation of the R41. I just bought a new R41 to compare the two, unquote. Uh, yeah, so Mantic59, I'll link to that. You can check out his um his experience with the uh, the newer version of the R41. Uh, Mark also wrote here something else. Now, this is a Shave Den forum comment. Quote, around the early part of 2013, it was announced that another reviewed R41 model was being released by Mula into the European market. This newer model supposedly was a kinder, gentler version of the 2011 tooth comb head design. Uh, there was much forum discussion about this redesign, and it wasn't really made clear as to why Mueller felt this new razor design was necessary and what exactly did it entail. After reading reviews by users of this new R41, I was anxious to give it a go and find out for myself how it compares to the 2011 version. The consensus from users who have tried both the earlier 2011 model and this recent version uh, the 2013 model, is that the 2013 model is smoother, more forgiving, and yet still quite aggressive. Okay, so now with my interest peaked, I came across a used 2013 R41 for sale and snatched it up. I'll have a link to that forum discussion as well. Uh, and uh, Mark continues uh, here. Uh, apparently they redesigned in 2011, but then again in 2013, you have the kinder, more gentle version. Ha ha. <laughs> I can only imagine what the others are like. Yeah, I think I do have a 2013 version. Still very aggressive. Uh, he adds, speaking for myself, I hate the R41. I hate it because it makes you slow down and be extra careful. And that takes the fun out of shaving for me. Sure, I can shave with it. I can shave with almost anything, but I prefer to use something that allows me to enjoy my shaving experience. Just my thoughts. I like to enjoy my shaves. A razor like uh, the R41 isn't enjoyable to me, but that's just me. I know people who use the R41 with a feather blade and love it, uh, but not me. Uh, yeah, now he sent along this. Mark, check this out. This is a handle with the skin of a Texas rattlesnake encased in resin. I'm not buying it, but it's definitely different. I'm thinking this should have the head uh, of the R41 because both can bite you. <laughs> that is awesome. That's absolutely awesome, Mark. And that is a perfect way to wrap up all the comments regarding the Mule R41. Uh, folks, thanks very much for your for sharing your experiences and your opinions with the R41. Again, I think the rule, your mileage may vary, really applies here. 
Uh, I got a really, really efficient shave, but it has been pointed out by uh, some of the comments here. I had to slow down. I had to really pay attention, really watch my technique, and got a really, really great shave. But yeah, I prefer a razor that allows me to go on autopilot and enjoy the shave. Will that eventually come with the R41? I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. It's not really a daily razor for me because of its aggressiveness. I think the Dart, the Blackland Dart, falls into the same category. But they're great razors to pull out and shave off two to three days worth of beard growth. You'll get a really, really smooth, efficient shave. You just have to slow down, watch your technique, lighten up on the touch, and just be aware be in the moment of your shave at every moment. Um, yeah, that sound right? Be in the moment of your shave at all times. <laughs> Let me put it that way. You got to pay attention. Folks, thanks very much for the great, uh, great comments on the R41. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Bob Laroe asked the following question. Hi, Mark. I must have missed it, but what's the advantage of using a buffer ring? Uh, well, for me, Bob, uh, using a buffer ring on a lot of my razors, especially my plated razors, just uh, protects the finish. Because I did a number on my Parker Semi-Slant. I use a buffer ring now, but prior to using a buffer ring on this particular razor, uh, I was uh, assembling the, um, the handle to the base plate, and look what I did. I ended up marring that finish. Look at that. It just I, I don't know how I did that. I just It just ended up... Marring that finish, and it just, look at that. Isn't that awful? So that's why uh, when it comes to some plated razors, I will use a buffer ring. Just put a buffer ring on like that, and uh, that will keep uh, the base plate protected. Uh, and it won't ruin the plating or the finish, uh, that sort of thing. A lot of high-end razors, when they are shipped, they will put a buffer ring in there. Uh, because it'll be assembled and they'll put a buffer ring in there so that uh, there won't be any marring or scratching of uh, the stainless or the brass or whatever the razor is made out of while it's, while it's shipping. When you get those razors, you know, buffer ring is kind of an option. You know, you just talk to the manufacturer and see what they recommend. A couple of razors off the top of my head that don't require uh, buffer rings. Um, because of their, their really, really wonderful, wonderful designs. The first one is the Envoy from Rex Supply. Uh, look at this. I mean, this is countersinked. This is absolutely beautifully, beautifully machined. There's a countersink hole, and look at that. It just fits in there so nicely. You don't need a buffering for that. I mean, that's just such a nice detail on this Envoy. And this Envoy is just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful uh, high-end razor. Just absolutely beautiful. Love this razor. The other one that uh, I don't use a buffer ring with is the Carve Overlander. Thank you again, Fernie Beck. Uh, this is absolutely terrific. And you can see right here how that handle is so wonderfully machined. It's almost like there is a uh, kind of a buffer ring or a, a thrust bearing already machined right into the base plate. Yeah, and I've got to clean that a little bit there. Sorry. I've been using it. I'm going to have to clean it out a little bit. Um, any recommendations on how to clean out those lathering channels? I welcome your comments on that, okay? <laughs> but yeah, this is a fantastic, fantastic razor. And again, that's one where, look, I don't really need the, uh, the buffer ring. Just 
It goes together so nicely. The other thing that I think, I think the buffer ring does with some three-piece razors, it helps to uh, keep the uh, razor head uh, snugly uh, kind of locked in place. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Uh, let me know in the comments below if that is true or not. Um, I'm thinking maybe that, that that buffer ring will aid in snugging up that razor head and keeping it in place so it doesn't loosen up during the shave. I could be wrong. Let me know in the comments below. But uh, Bob, um, I learned from viewers on the channel after I parkerized <laughs> my semi-slant, that's what Rodney called called it uh, calls it uh, you parkerized it mark uh you know meaning that i marred the base plate uh that's why i use a buffer ring on many of my razors uh especially some of the um uh the the, the plated razors that are uh, you know, chrome plated satin finish razors that sort of thing i'll use a buffer ring so i don't uh scratch the uh, the plating or the coating that sort of thing uh, as far as the second reason, folks, let me know if I'm right on that. Let me know what your experiences are. Does the buffer ring help hold that razor head in place? Uh, so, Bob, that's kind of the, the, the long and short of it. I don't want to parkerize <laughs> any more of my razors. That's why I use a buffer ring. All right, thanks very much for the question. I hope that answers it. And that wraps up another Monday morning mailbag for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Please share, please subscribe, please like. Hit that bell so it'll give you a yell the next time I upload a video. Comment below, let me know. Check out all the wonderful artists and soap makers you see displayed on the bottom of the screen right now. They make and offer some wonderful, wonderful artisan shave soap. They also offer some wonderful wet shaving gear to enhance your traditional wet shave. The next time you're online, please stop by, pay them a visit. I sure would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Also, check out my Amazon product page at amazon.com slash shop slash Mark Zerady, where you'll find all the Amazon listed products that I review on this channel, organized and categorized so you can find everything in a snap very easily. I'll leave you with this laugh. Hey, we've got another double take cartoon puzzle this week. Try to find the differences between the two cartoon panels. If you need more time, just pause the video. Hey, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thanks very much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Make it a great week.